Finding a pair of worn slippers under an ancient sewing machine, she slid her feet in, turned off the lights, and slipped back out the door to face the darkness where she'd begun. She paused outside and leaned her back against the wagon, her head tilted upward to half-familiar constellations partially hidden by swirling wisps of clouds. This place, it couldn't be real. Then again, considering reality had failed her, did she care? Lydia breathed out, low and long. Whatever this place was, she had to go to the carnival. It called to her, whispered in her ear with every caressing breeze, drew her inexorably forward. The dress swished around her as she stepped down the stairs and crept around to where the wagon hooked onto the next car. The path to the carnival beyond was blocked by a strange contraption— As Lydia approached, a demonic head on a long neck swung toward her with a metallic creak. Red eyes flashed in her face, and she stumbled back as steel teeth clanked inches away from her nose. She'd almost been bitten by an animatronic giraffe. There was no way around it. She slunk back around the wagon, only to find a unicorn at the next juncture between cars, then an elephant after that, then a panda bear— She began to feel very much like Alice in Wonderland, met at every path by blockades of her own feverish imagining. It made no sense. Why would robots guard the spaces between the train cars? Wasn't the point of the carnival to attract an audience? When she came to a trio of ridiculous flamingos, she decided it was time to take control of the limbo world and force her way through. The dancing flamingos were made of metal scraps held together with rivets, their legs coiled springs— Lydia was about to dart past their pedestal when one of the heads sprang back toward her, the banana-shaped beak opening to show sawtooth ridges. With a determined grunt, she pushed it to the side and tried to duck past. Another head appeared in her way, the beak latching onto her arm. Lydia stumbled back, jerking her sleeve away. Stunned and shaking, she looked down at her torn gown and the red scratch across her arm. So she could be hurt here, then wherever here was. The flamingo's head turned, the beak wide open and spinning with saw teeth. You lost? Swallowing a shriek, she jerked her head to the side. An oddly fierce man stood in the scant light far too close for comfort. His face was narrow and pale under a mop of wild hair, his dark eyes outlined in black. He was dressed in a loose shirt, suspenders and striped pants that accentuated his wiry build. He had appeared from nowhere, and it unsettled her. Trapped between the stranger and the chainsaw teeth, she whispered, Yes? The man's eyes widened. Come on, then. He jerked his head away from the flamingos, and she nervously followed him across the wide patch of grass circled by the ring of linked wagons. When he slowed a little and half turned to her, she could barely see the shadow of a smile. Settle down, girl. I'm not going to eat you, I promise. She didn't say anything. She couldn't. How'd you get back here, anyway? This area's off limits. He focused on the rip in her dress, nostrils flaring. Did one of the carnivalleros bring you back here? Take advantage? Lydia shook her head no before realizing that gestures weren't enough. I got lost. Her voice was small, swallowed up by the night. That don't explain your undressery. He started walking again, and she felt every pebble through the slippers. 
Pretty lass like you might get in trouble, letting that much skin out. You foreign or something? When he said something, his mournful British accent turned it into something, and she smiled a wobbly smile. It was hard to be scared of a guy who looked and sounded like John Lennon. Or something, I guess. He stopped walking when they reached the patch of light between two train cars. The shadow of a large mechanical ostrich danced over them, and the man ran a hand through wavy auburn hair and held out a red-gloved hand. I'm Charlie Drake's. His smile was crooked but contagious, and Lydia reached out to shake. Lydia Beckwith. He bowed and went gallantly to kiss her hand. As his lips brushed her skin, he breathed in deeply and let out a small moan. Lydia snatched her hand back and crossed her arms protectively over her chest. Are you some kind of creeper, Charlie Dregs? Charlie swallowed and glanced around the...